Welcome to episode number 47 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. As you know by now, we're in a series involved with our finances. We've talked about our finances need prayer and need faith. We've talked about our finances need God's direction. We've dealt with the issue of seeking wisdom and help from others when making decisions in our finances. We've talked about having a budget, how to spend money, how to control our spending, how to improve our spending, and also talked about the fact that it's not always about making more money when we face the challenges in our finances. A lot of people think, if I could just make more money, then I'll be fine. But if they don't control the way they spend it, more money may not be the solution. As a matter of fact, making more money could even be adding problem to our financial situation. We've talked about a lot of things. If you'd like to hear those teachings, you can go back and look at prior episodes. This is our 47th. So we've had about over 40 messages dealing with our finances. So last week, I decided to go off in a little different direction in finances. And we're talking about literally the mind of Christ. We're talking about our thought life, the way we think about making decisions. And we talked about a number of passages where God tells us he wants to help us with our thoughts. So today we're going to deal with this episode is entitled Our Financial Thoughts. So let's pray and see how the Lord's going to direct us. Father, I thank you for the opportunity that we have to come to you, Lord, and seek your wisdom, your guidance, and your direction in all things, Father. And I pray now that you would bless those that have tuned in, Father, or listening to this podcast, that you would bless them, Father, and that you would literally give them the mind of Christ, Father. If they're born-again believers and they've given their life to you, Lord, then they do have the mind of Christ. And I pray, Father God, that we would understand the words that you've taught us in your in your word, Father, that it applies to us directly. Even if those were written many years ago, thousands of years ago, those words apply to us today. And so, Father, I believe something great is going to come out of this lesson today, that you're going to anoint the teaching, Lord, and you're going to anoint those who are receiving. And I'll thank you for it and give you praise now in advance. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. In my previous episode, we discussed specifically God's ways and how much greater they are than our ways. And then in in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 16, we read that we have the mind of Christ. So those two go together and are very, very important. One is an Old Testament teaching. The other one is New Testament teaching. Now in this episode, we need to look specifically a little deeper into our thoughts, our thought life. When we are planning on working in our financial area, making decisions, making more money, spending money, all those things, we need to work on our thoughts and go to the Word of God and seek for His direction. So that's why I've entitled this particular episode, Our Financial Thoughts. We must look again at Isaiah, in the New Living Translation, chapter 55, verse 8, where God is giving us instructions. He says, my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts. It says, says the Lord. Now, think about that for a second. Would you like to have the thoughts of God? Would you like to think the way God thinks when it comes to our finances? Would you like to have the reasoning that God has in, in order to make the right decisions in our finances? So I think if, you've, if you're saying yes to those, then this lesson will be particularly good to you. So I believe that we need to first understand that God's thoughts, of course, the word says, is higher than ours and greater than ours, and his ways are and his thoughts are, and that his thinking and our thinking are nothing alike. Well, my goal in this particular teaching, and this may go on for a couple of sessions, is to help us understand how we can have that mind of Christ working in us and how how our thinking can line up the way God thinks. And some people think that maybe that's not possible, but I truly believe that it is. And I believe that God will teach us and bless us in this session as we go through it. You see, I believe when God says that his thoughts are are nothing like ours, that God is, is telling us some great advice. 
We might be wondering, do we think that God is telling us that we can never think like he does? I don't believe that at all. Or is he saying that he wants us to think like he does? I believe that's what he's wanting us to do. And and I believe he's also telling us that we can think like him because we have the mind of Christ and that our thinking can be prepped and challenged and yet indirected and be blessed as we make decisions and as we look at our finances based upon God's word. I believe in the last episode I made a comment about my wife have been looking for a home. My wife and I have been going out looking for a home. We sold the home that we have and we're blessed that we get to live here for about six months without any rent and the house is already closed. And so we have the money to buy the next home. We're just sitting around trying to decide exactly where we should go. So we've been praying about it. And so after looking at over 200 homes in about two weeks, and that's online, you just don't go to each house, but getting online and researching them, there's a lot of information out there that you can get online now, the various things that are available for us on the internet. So this last week, after looking at, like I said, 200 homes over two weeks, We looked at a few that looked like they just might be just what we need, so we called up the realtor, made an appointment, and went to see them. We went into this one house this one day. Now, this this is going to apply to financial decisions and how we have the mind of Christ and how we can get God's thoughts rather than our thoughts. So we walked into this house, and it looked just great. It had a beautiful view of a golf course, and it was a really nice home. Now, we're trying to downsize because we've raised our family. Our children are grown. They have their own kids now, and their kids are getting married. And so as the older we get, we just don't need a bigger house. So we're looking for a much smaller house. So we thought, well, maybe we get something with a nice view. That would be nice. So we found this home. We walked in and we thought, boy, this is really nice. We both liked it. We were both kind of like excited about it. I could tell the realtor really was enjoying the fact that we liked it so much. And as we're going through the house, I'm looking at all the things that that our needs have to be met and this home has to supply and meet those needs. And so Sharon and I, we thought, well, I think we've made a good decision and maybe this is the one. So we thanked the realtor and we went home and we said, you know, I think it's good. This could be the one. I think we might want to make an offer on this house. He said, but let's ask for God's direction. Let's see what the Holy Spirit has to tell us. You say, well, so you have a direct line to the Holy Spirit? Yes, I do, because he dwells inside of me and so do you. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit has come to dwell inside of you and you have that direct line also. We just need to go to him. So we said, well, let's pray about it tonight. And we did. And let's sleep on it. And we did. We didn't just jump out and make a hasty decision because remember the Bible says that steady plotting helps us have prosperity and and hasty speculation or hasty decisions, it says, will lead to poverty. So I didn't want to make a hasty decision. So we thought for sure tomorrow morning, we're going to get up, we're going to buy this house, everything would be great. So we woke up the next morning and all of a sudden we just looked at each other and we just kind of knew. And I said, so what do you think? And she said, well, I think it's okay. I'm pretty sure it is. And I said, well, I kind of think it is, but let's just think about it some more and let's just pray again and, and see what the Lord wants us to do. So we prayed and we asked for wisdom and direction and guidance. And that's how the Holy Spirit speaks to us, we asked for a direction. And all of a sudden, these little issues started coming up. Well, that's a problem. And this is a problem. Well, that's probably not going to meet our needs, but we can make it work. Now, see, my mind is saying, I can work that out. My mind and my thoughts are saying, oh, that's no problem. We can handle this. We can do that. I can figure out a way to make that happen. But God's thoughts are saying, no, I don't want you to do that. So all of a sudden, in the middle of the next day, here we thought we were going to buy that house. Matter of fact, we went back over to the house and looked at it again, went all around it, and once again ran into the realtor. And we just thought, 
we just felt confident that this was the house. And so we went back home and thought for sure we're going to write an offer. But then the next day we prayed about it again. We asked the Holy Spirit. We wanted to have the thoughts that God has. We wanted our thoughts to line up with his thoughts because this was a huge financial decision. And, and you know that goes for any area of our life, whether it be a big house or a car. Honestly, we should have the mind of Christ and have God's thoughts when it comes to just simply planning a, a vacation, whether it be a big one or a little one. When it goes out to determining where you should eat your dinner. Quite frankly, I don't think we should even drive out of our driveways without asking for God's guidance and direction. So my wife and I have set that policy up that when we get in our car and we drive out, we say, Father, help us and protect us. I plead the blood of Jesus over us that we be safe and protected in our driving and that we make good decisions that you'd speak to us and we ask the Holy Spirit to guide and direct our thoughts and even direct me how I drive, whether you want me to go one street or a different street or take another route or whatever. And I, I believe that's the life we should live. And you might think, well, that's a little heavy. Can people really live that way? Well, let me just tell you, yeah. And it's a great life. It's a wonderful life. When you rely upon God, you give him credit and you're seeking to have his thoughts because I don't like the comment when it says God's thoughts are nothing like my thoughts. Yeah, I I have to accept it because that's what God said. But I want my thoughts to line up to be just like his. And I really believe that can happen to all of us when it comes to our finances and many other areas of our life. So anyways, on the second or third day went by, Sharon and I looked at each other and said, you know, that's just not the house. And so we knew it. The Holy Spirit spoke to us. Those were the thoughts of God. And so we declined and just moved on. So we, we found another house that was our backup in case we didn't, this one didn't go through. We had another house. So we went through the same process. Another couple of days, we went over, we liked it. It looked like it was going to be great. Matter of fact, we felt very comfortable that this was the right one. But before we just operated in our thoughts, we wanted to have God's thoughts. So once again, we stopped, we hesitated. We told the realtor, we need a couple of days to pray about it and think about it. And you know, you should tell the realtor, you need a few days to pray about it because he may not be a believer and you need to have a testimony and a witness that you go to God for direction and you want him to guide your thoughts and your decisions. So we did the same thing, woke up the next morning and sure enough, both of us had that same little thought in our mind. You know, that is, are we sure this is right? Little, little things like where am I going to put my laptop and and where am I going to do this? And where am I going to do that? And how far did, how far is it to our daughter's house? And how far is it to our son? house. And those are things that, that we wanted to be sure were met and we just did not get peace. So after all that went by, we decided no. So here we sit today. We don't have a single house that we know will be right. We do have about three more months before we have to move. So we're just going to lean on the Lord and ask God to give us his thoughts because I want our thoughts to be just exactly like his thoughts. And I don't want my fleshly thoughts and my fleshly desires to have any influence over what God wants in the area of my my finances and I pray and believe that you want to you want to do the same thing and that's the, what you're looking for Now, part two of this particular episode is going to deal with how we think, whether we're a positive person or a negative person, whether we're a person that looks at things in a positive way or looks at things in a negative way, because I believe God's word is very positive. God's word, he wants us to think and have good thoughts. He wants us to, to be able to make good decisions based upon what his word tells us to do. Now, when it comes in the area of making financial decisions, we need to run again to the Word of God and look in Philippians chapter 4. I'm going to read a couple of verses here because it all ties together, but there's one particular verse that I'll stop and focus on. I'm reading in the book of Philippians chapter 4, verse number 6. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Verse 6, don't worry about anything. You know, I guess I could just stop right there and say that would be an awesome way to live our life, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that be a wonderful way to live our life? Not to worry about anything, not to be anxious. It says, don't worry about anything. In 
Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. It says in verse 7, then, boy, if you've got your Bible out and you're reading that or you're looking at it on your phone, just un- get that, that word then underlined. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Now, verse number 8, which is so powerful. And now, dear brothers and sisters, now Paul is talking to the church of Philippi. He's talking to the Philippians and he's giving them some great advice. He says, and now dear brothers and sisters, one final thing, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, Paul says. Everything you heard from me and saw me doing, then the God of peace will be with you. I don't know how I could find a scripture that better fulfills the way God wants us to think and that the Lord wants us to think positive. He wants us to be his followers who are happy people, joyful people. When it comes to the area of finances that we don't struggle and make bad decisions and then regret decisions and then have to redo things and have financial problems. He wants us to have success in our finances. He really does. And I believe that. That's why I'm taking the time to do these episodes. I don't make any money off of these episodes. I offer you to buy my books and a few people do from time to time. Well, matter of fact, maybe more than a few, but I do thank the Lord for the opportunity to be able to speak these things into your life. So so let's look, let's look at people and how they deal with their thinking pattern, the kind of thinking that we have. When, when I was in banking and the years that I spent in banking, then I taught in the junior college level courses on banking and finance. I always talked about, when I talk about thinking and our process of dealing with things and making decisions, I discuss something called stinking thinking. And, and let me repeat that. That's called stinking thinking. That means really bad thinking, bad thoughts, a way that we are, it's really, really basically negative thinking. I know some very dear friends of ours who every time you say something to them, they respond with something negative. You'll tell them, well, you know, we were blessed. God blessed us and we sold our car and we got a good price for it. And they'll respond with, yeah, every time I try try to sell a car. I never get anything out of it. I never make any money on anything. God never seems to bless us in the area of selling a car. God doesn't seem to bless us in the area of finances. And then they'll look at me and say, you know, you must be really lucky because it seems like everything that you do, God blesses. And he just doesn't do that for us. And they go on and on. They start throwing in words like luck and those things. Well, let me just tell you, first of all, the word luck really has no place in the life of a believer. I'm a Christian. I'm a child of Almighty God. Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. The Holy Spirit dwells inside of me. I don't live a life directed by luck. Luck is a word that I would like to take my dictionary and basically scratch the word out because we not lucky, we are blessed. It's important to realize that, that when God blesses us, give him thanks. When he blesses us, then give him praise. And remember that God wants to bless us. He wants us to prosper in all things and and be in good health, even as our soul prospers. So be a positive person. I'm not talking about the power of positive thinking type stuff. I'm talking about positive thinking like Paul talked about, that I read about in the book of Philippians, where it basically says, don't worry about anything. And it also says, fix your thoughts, fix it says your thoughts on what is true, honorable, right, and pure, and lovely, and admirable. You know, I'm telling you, that's what we've got to have. We've got to have thoughts and think on things that are true, and good, and pure, and right, and correct. And when we do that, God can't help but bless us. He's not going to turn his back on us when we have his mind, when we think like he does, and we reason like he does, and we allow our mind to be controlled by the Holy Spirit and guide and directing us. Now, that doesn't mean we're going to live that way every minute, every day, and I'm in the same position. There's times that I get 
off on what I call stinking thinking. And that means I'm, I'm not really in line with what God wants, but it, it surfaces very quickly. I know it's my flesh and I know it's not the mind of Christ and I know it's not God's thoughts. So I just pray and ask the Lord to help me and give me the right thought pattern. Let me give you another example. Not too many months ago, and this is a little pretty drastic change in what I've been talking about, but let me just give you an example of how to think positively and how to always expect the best and always look for the best and always know that God's going to bless you. I went into the doctor's office years ago, about five and a half years ago, and I had a little issue with my blood that didn't look very good. And the doctor said, well, I, I just need to do some more testing. And so he did some more testing and he, he looked at me and he said, you know, he says, I... I don't have very good news for you. He said, your your blood has been infected. He said, did you serve in Vietnam? And I said, yes, I did. And he said, were you ever around something called Agent Orange? And I said, as a matter of fact, I did. As a matter of fact, I lived in it. I worked in the jungle and that's where our compound was at. And so we were sprayed quite frequently with Agent Orange. It was a herbicide, an herbicide that is designed to kill off vegetation. But we were told it wouldn't hurt us. But then years later, they discovered, yes, it does hurt people. It can kill animals, it can hurt people, and it can cause cancer in people years later. So the doctor said, well, the reason I brought that up, he says, because you might need some help from the Veterans Administration to help pay for the cost of this. He says, because we believe, and matter of fact, we know, and we're diagnosing you with multiple myeloma bone marrow cancer. And I said, okay. And he says, and you may only have six months to live if we can't do something for you. So now I had to I had to have my mind right, correct? So I, I'm telling you, I didn't have to think about it. I didn't have to pray about it at the time because we just prayed that God would direct us. So immediately after he said you that I only had six months to live, I said, so let me get this straight. Let me understand this. You're telling me that I could die in six months. He said, yes. I said, so you're trying to scare me with heaven. And it was instant. I mean, and I thank the Lord for that. I am so thankful that the Lord allowed me to do that. The Holy Spirit quickened my heart to see the good side, to see the positive side. Yeah, I'm not ready to go to heaven. I don't want to go to heaven yet. I've got grandkids. They're now getting married. I'm going to have great grandkids. My wife and I have been married for 54 years, and I want to be married to her another 50 years. I know that most likely won't happen, but nonetheless, I just want to live longer. I really think there's a lot of things that I can do. I wouldn't be able to do these podcasts. I wouldn't have been able to write the six books that that we've written since we were given that diagnosis that five and a half years ago, five and a half years ago, I had six months to live. Well, here we are all these years later and God is continuing to bless us. A lot of folks, when they get bad news like that from the doctor, they immediately go into a terrible state of mind and, and, and sad because they don't understand that we're to be anxious for nothing. I know a diagnosis of cancer is a terrible thing. I've had that. Now, matter of fact, I've had that in my life three times on three different occasions. And I'm not saying this to boast and look at me and look at my ways. I'm just telling you that when we have the mind of Christ, when we think like God thinks, I was told at 25 years of age that I had kidney failure and I would be dying in just a couple of years. They would not last and they couldn't replace my kidneys. No way. And that never happened. My God healed my kidneys. And then 20 years ago, they found cancer in my right kidney and they removed it and said, we think it could have spread throughout your body. And they went on and on and on. And here I am 20 years later, I'm just fine. And then this most recent one, it's really a preparation of understanding not to be anxious for anything. And if we can just do that, and I'm not perfect in that, please forgive me. If you're thinking I'm trying to go down that path, I am not going 
going by down that path. I am not perfect, not by a long shot. God is the only one that's perfect. But I want to have his mind. I want to have his thoughts. I want my thoughts not to be totally different than his. I want them to be like his because I know when it comes to the area of finances. Now I'm getting back to that because some of you might be thinking, I thought this was a teaching on finance. Well, it is because finances is one of the most important parts of our life. Matter of fact, let me just share this with you. Let me just share this with you. Through our lives, what's the one thing that most people think about more than anything else? It's money. It's our finance. Now you might say, well, that's not true. I don't do that. I don't think that way. Well, let me ask you a question. Do you eat? Do you drive a car? Do you wear clothes to church and to work? Do you live in a house or an apartment? Every one of those things are impacted by your finances. You need the mind of Christ. I need the mind of Christ when it comes to the way I think. I want to think like God thinks. You, we all get up in the morning and we make a financial decision when we get up. That financial decision might simply be that we're going to go out in the kitchen and we're going to skip breakfast. Well, that was a financial decision. It may not be a good decision, but it was a financial decision because the food that you would have ate, the milk that you might have put on your cereal or the eggs that you might have cooked or whatever it was, the oatmeal that you had or the fruit that you had, whatever it might be, it costs you money. And when you eat it, you have to spend more money to replace it. That was a financial decision. When you get in the car, you had to decide what kind of car you're going to drive, whether it guzzles a lot of gas or whether it's easy on gas or whether it's something that is expensive to buy, whether it's you lease the, the car or whether you pay cash for the car or whether you get a big loan on it for you know seven or eight years or whatever it might be. These are financial decisions and we make them every single day. I could take you through the whole day. You could go to lunch and decide how much you're going to spend. You can go shopping for a shirt. You can go grocery shopping and decide, do you buy the, the brand name that's the fancy brand name or the, the name that, that's the name of the grocery store that you're in? Because you can save a few pennies on that. These are financial decisions and those financial decisions will impact our life. It will. When you go to church, you make a financial decision on whether you're going to give anything to the work of the Lord, whether you're going to trust God and give your finances or not. You see, I believe that God is our source and our finances. I taught a lot about that in previous episodes, but just for a brief comment, God is our source. I believe he is our source with all my heart and all my soul and all my mind. And I believe that he wants us to operate in our finances knowing that he's our source. So when we go to church, we should give back to our church. We should support the work of our source. Support that work. You're not buying God's blessing. You're just simply working to make money so that you can turn around and use some of it to bless back the work of the Lord and bless your source for your financial gain. You know, I think that's good teaching. Matter of fact, I may have crossed over a little while ago into preaching. So, but after 20 years of pastoring and 20 years of teaching Bible classes in our sanctuary, I think I probably have a right to do that from time to 10 time. Now let's move on. Let me get back into the book of Ephesians and read a little bit more what Paul is teaching in the area of how we think. It's found in Ephesians chapter 4 and in verse number 23. It says here, let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. In verse 24, it says, Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. You see, Paul is talking about us becoming a Christian. And when we do, we have the Spirit of God in us. And if you want to go ahead and read more of Ephesians chapter 4, it's a great, great chapter and one that I would encourage you to read. But that particular verse tells me, Let the Spirit renew your thoughts. The Spirit of 
God that dwells inside of us, guys. Renew your thoughts and attitudes. And it's important that, that our thoughts are renewed daily and that our mind is renewed daily. And God wants that to happen in our lives so that we can act like he acts and make decisions the way he would make decisions. When when my wife and I finally get to a house that we're going to buy, I don't want that house unless I'm at peace in my spirit. I don't want that house and my wife doesn't want that house unless we know that God is pleased with it. And we'll know that God's pleased when the Spirit of God who dwells inside of us gives us peace and we have the thoughts that God has and we have the mind of Christ and we know that decision is one that'll be lasting. It's one that we'll be blessed with and one that God will be happy and pleased to pour out a blessing on us. And I believe it'll be a blessing that quite frankly, we probably won't even be able to imagine or even think about. There's another passage of scripture, a couple of them that I'd like to share very quickly. One is in Psalm 94, where it basically said that God knows our thoughts. And then one here that I want to close with today, and it's found in the 139th Psalm in the New Living Translation. It's verses 23 and 24. Think think about these as I'm reading them, and think about your thoughts in making financial decisions, your thoughts in how you spend your money, your thoughts about all your financial things that you've done. Remember, where you are financially today is the sum total of all the financial decisions that you have made since you became responsible for your own money. So, Psalm 139, verse 23. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Wouldn't that be a great prayer for us to have? to look to God for wisdom and direction and knowing our thoughts. Verse 24, point out anything in me that offends you. Now, some people say, okay, now, pastor, you can stop right there. That, that's, you're going too far. That, that's, that's just way too far for ask God to, to search you for anything that offends him. But we need to do that. We really need to believe that. I believe that we should pray and say, God, correct me. God, discipline me. God, know my anxious thoughts. God, I want you to help me when it comes to my financial decisions. But it says here, point out anything in me that offends you. And then it says in verse 24, and lead me along the path of everlasting life. There's the promise. God is preparing us for eternity with him. Everything that we do today is just in preparation for us to live in eternity with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If you don't know the Lord Jesus, you could take a moment right now and just say, Father, I'm sorry for the sins I've committed. I ask that you would forgive me and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God and that he gave his life for me. And so on this day, I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and I promise to serve him all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope you prayed that prayer, and I certainly hope that you enjoy this teaching today. I certainly did. Matter of fact, it was probably one of the more, to me, more stimulating sessions that I've had because I felt such a wonderful presence of the Holy Spirit. And I feel when, I, when that happens, I believe that the Holy Spirit is helping me to reach out to you. And because that's what this is all about, to reach out to you, to help you so that you'll be blessed. So I just pray a blessing upon you, and I pray that God will richly bless you and all things that you do. We're going to be going into additional teaching in upcoming weeks, and I've got a lot of things to talk about that, but I'd like to, at this time, take an opportunity to tell you that I have a website, and if you'd like to get more information on my teachings on faith and on generosity and on finances, I have a book entitled Experience, How to Experience the Joy of Debt-Free Living, and I think it'll be a blessing to you. So if you want to go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com, you can pull that up, and there'll be a link on there where you can can look up my books and you can purchase anything that you'd like directly from Amazon or wherever you buy books. In addition to that, if you're interested in listening to other podcasts, when you get to my website, there's a place on there, a link on there where you can press the link to podcasts and you can go back and 
look at the list of podcasts that we've had. We've talked about veterans. We've talked about a little bit about retirement. And I'll be doing a series in the upcoming weeks and maybe months, doing a couple lessons for retired people and for the widows who out there who's have lost their husband and help them to deal with their financial decisions that they need to make. And there's also teachings on there about miracles, the examples of how God has touched me and healed my body and decided, I guess, he wants me to hang around a little bit longer. And so I thank God for that. So I hope you're blessed. And if you'd like to subscribe to my podcast, just simply go to cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcast. Before I close, I really feel impressed again just for a moment here to just say a little prayer over you and pray that God will bless you. Father, thank you so much once again for this opportunity. And for those who've listened in today, I pray, Lord, that you would pour out your spirit upon them and that they would be blessed, Father, that they would prosper, Father, that they would understand, Lord, that your on their side. You're, you're in their corner cheering for them. You're wanting them to be blessed financially. You're wanting them to prosper. So Father, I pray that they would all receive that, Father, because I believe your word is filled with examples how you want us to live. Your word tells us, Lord, that we can live a positive life, a joyful life, that we can have joy unspeakable. We can have it just full of glory. We can live an abundant life. It talks about the joy of the Lord. There's there's lots of songs that are written talking about the joy of the Lord is our strength and that, that God wants us to have that joy and peace. And Lord, I pray that people who are listening in today would be anxious for nothing, but in everything, Father God, with their prayers, petitions, and thanksgiving, make their requests made known to God. And then I know your word says, Lord, that the peace of God, the pass us all understanding, Father, will guard their hearts and will guard their minds in Christ Jesus. Thank you for that, Father, and I thank you, God, once again for this opportunity to bring this session to these people. We'll give you praise for it now in Jesus' name. Now, now I want you to know that our next episode is going to continue on this idea of our thoughts and our mind. I'm going to focus on our financial mind. And it's, it's going to go a little different. Matter of fact, we're most likely very different than these last two weeks. But I want to talk about our mind and understanding our financial mind. Yeah, I understand that a lot of people say, well, there's more to life than finances. Yes, there are. But this series is dealing with finances and I need to, sp- I need to speak on it. And I need to be focused on it. So I believe you're going to be blessed and I pray that you would tune in to the next session coming up on this podcast and on any place that you get your podcasts. So may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. So until next time, I pray that my God will richly bless you.